Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Chandelier Chats. I'm your host, Rochelle LaCour. Today, we have a wonderful guest. Her name is Jamie Johnson. She is a Christian life coach. And today, we are going to be speaking about women gaining self-confidence, self-esteem, and unworthiness. So please join me in welcoming Jamie. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. I'm great. How are you? I'm glad to be here. Oh my gosh, I am so good. I am so excited to have you here. And I would love to start, Jamie, if you could share with us a little bit about who you are, what got you into being a Christian life coach, and where are you at today? I'm actually from a little town, which nobody knows, I'm sure. It's in Arkansas, it's Hampton, Arkansas. And I stayed there up until about 10th grade. And then we moved to where I am now, which is Camden, Arkansas, which is not far. It's just like 28 miles from Hampton. So we didn't go far. But as I was growing up, I had a a really good home life, but I lacked self-esteem. And there were a lot of reasons for that. I, I had dark skin. You can see that, obviously. And a lot of people didn't think that was pretty. And so I grew up thinking that I wasn't pretty because of that. But not only that, I was very athletic. I had muscles where most of my peers did not have muscles uh, because I I did a lot of lifting weights and so forth. And so there were comments made about my legs. You know, you tell a 13 or 14 year old girl that she has legs like a man that could really crush her self-esteem. And so there were just a lot of different things that were said to me and about me that made me not like who I was. I didn't like what I saw when I looked in the mirror because I listened to everything everyone else said about me. And so having that low self-esteem, it also uh, caused me to lack confidence. And although I was very intelligent, really smart, um, there are a lot of things that I didn't pursue because I just didn't have the confidence to do it. I think it hindered me, and in fact, I know it did. It hindered me from trying and experiencing a lot of things that I could could have done had I had the confidence for it. But because of how I felt about myself, how I viewed myself, I just simply didn't have the confidence. It stuck with me for a long time, a really long time, even into adulthood, to be to be honest about it. And it wasn't until I uh, gave my life to Jesus Christ and that I truly understood who I was, that I began to see and realize that everything that everybody has said about me and to me, that was all lies because God was saying something completely different. And so once I understood who I was in Christ, it changed my entire perspective about me, uh, uh, myself, my confidence level changed. And here I am speaking to you today. Now, as far as how I got into being a life coach, Never imagined I'd be doing this. It's not something that I ever dreamed of doing. I'll tell you that right now. But it is amazing how the Holy Spirit will lead you and take you to places that you never imagined for yourself. And so for the past 18 years, I've been an educator. I've taught high school. I've taught uh, middle school as well as adults. I knew the past couple of years that I was moving in a different direction. I didn't know where the Holy Spirit was leading me, but I knew that I was going to be doing something different. And so within this past year and a half, I've just kind of been drifting and, you know, it's it's good to make plans, but you better make sure that you uh, uh, leave yourself open to have those plans changed because I thought I'd be retiring from uh, from being a teacher, being an educator. And instead, the Holy Spirit has has, uh, led me to leave all that behind, retirement, all my years and go into life coaching. 
And of course, when the Holy Spirit speaks, I have learned in my life that you better be obedient. (laughs) And it did not work very well. So I've learned that you are to be obedient. And so uh, because I have been led and because I do want to be obedient, I am here this morning speaking to you as Jamie, Christian Life Coach. So that's a little bit of my journey. (laughs) Wow. Thank you so much for sharing. There are so many pieces of that that I would love to unpack. First of all, I want to acknowledge the part around how our society and how people's comments can just totally sabotage what little confidence we may have or what little self-esteem we may have. It is so prevalent in our society. I myself am a former bodybuilder, so I get that. <laughs> I spent my whole life trying to be perfect because I thought that I was you know, ugly. I thought I was overweight. I thought I was unattractive. And I thought, mm-hmm. well, maybe if I can just be this lean or if I can just look like this, then maybe I'll be loved. And the whole time I wasn't I wasn't searching in the right places. And what stemmed for me was, I think it was in my French class in like grade seven, we had some random speaker come into our class. They were talking about body image and all of this stuff. And they made this awareness. They planted the seed of awareness. And they said, are you a girl who worries about her thighs spreading out when she sits down? Never had that awareness before in my life. Every time after that, I sat with my toes perked up because I didn't want my thighs to spread out on the chair because I was like, oh my gosh, they're huge. Because like yourself, super yeah. I, I think that there are just some things that people just don't need to say. Like you don't need to tell someone that they have legs like a man. I've, I've heard that comment numerous times and you are so right. Those are, those are all lies. Right all deceptions and it's pardon my language it's disgusting <laughs> it's very it disgusting it is you, you you are very right being a woman is, is difficult within itself and just our society has this perception as you said of, of how we should look not understanding not fully understanding that we come in all different shades all different sizes our personalities our attitudes are all different And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. We don't want to all be the same. We want to be different. And we just haven't gotten to a point where we can accept each other's differences. And what really hurts me is when I see women doing it to other women. That's what really hurts me. I, I don't understand it. I don't know if I ever will understand that. That's where we need to be encouraging and uplifting each other because society is already doing a good enough job of tearing us down. So we don't need to do it to each other. We need to be uplifting each other. But what I want to say to those who uh, are dealing with what I've dealt with is that we can't control what comes out of the mouths of other people. But what we can control is our thoughts, our actions, as well as our reactions. And what you have to do first is know who you are. Because if you do not know who you are, you open up the door for someone else to come in and tell you who you are. And that's where the problems start to arise. And I didn't know that at that time. It took me a mighty long time to to understand that and to learn that. But when you know who you truly are, although words can hurt you, you know, when I was small, we had this little saying where sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a big old lie, y'all. I'm telling you right now, that's a lie. Because words, <laughs> yeah. words do hurt. They, they really do. They do hurt. But 
even with people saying what they say, when you are grounded and you truly know who you are and you are okay with who you are, then it's not going to throw you off. It's not going to have you thinking, well, maybe I am what they say I am, or maybe I am who they say they am, because you're going to be able to come back and tell them, you can say whatever you want, but I know who I am. You know, mm -hmm. I know that I'm gorgeous, wearing this size 12, 14, whatever size it may be, because mm -hmm. we come in all different sizes. And so that should not define us, but it's not us that has the learning to do. It is society. It's society. Society has a, a, a lot of learning uh, that they have to go through and a lot of uh, learning how to accept women, uh, no matter what they look like or, 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 you know, the shade of their skin, wherever the case may be, they need to learn how to accept us just as, as we are. We have a lot going on. We have a lot to contribute and we are beautiful and fabulous just the way we are. We don't have oh, to go yeah. through and be a certain size or, you know, have our, a certain ha hairstyle. We just need to be who we are. We just need mm -hmm. to be who we are. Mm -hmm. I think that it's so important as well to also incorporate the unlearning because we have learned so many bad habits as yeah. a society, as a collective, like it's again, disgusting <laughs> and disgraceful. You know, it's very dishonoring to, to God. We are all divine creations. We are all children of God. And I love how you also mentioned finding your freedom in Christ. Can you speak about that? Because this is just a subject that just, just lights my soul on fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I haven't always known that. Let me just say that. I um, went through a, a very dark period in my life. And you would think with me having the career I wanted, home, car, you know, making money, all that. When people looked at what they saw on the outside, they assumed that I had it all together. That's what they thought because it, it did look like I did. But on the inside, I was broken. I was confused. I was lost. I didn't really know what I was doing. But more importantly, I was just miserable. I was unhappy. I really was. And there came a point uh, where one day I was in my house and I was in the room and I just broke out crying. And I cried and cried. I mean, I was really crying. The tears were really, really rolling down my face. And I dropped to my knees and I just started to call on the Lord. And, you know, I said, Lord, I don't know what's wrong. Everything that I wanted, I have. And yet I'm still miserable. I truly do not understand. You know, and I just continued to say that over and over again. And when I finished, I felt like the Lord didn't hear me. I felt like I didn't get a response at all. But I didn't understand that day. It didn't come to, to later. But I realized that sometimes in silence, that's when the Lord is speaking the loudest. So at that moment, I didn't understand that, but it started to come to me. And I started to realize that, yes, I had everything, but I didn't have what was most important. And that was the Lord in my life. So even with the job, the career, and all the things that I wanted and all these uh, awards and, and, and uh, you know, recognitions that I was receiving from doing all these different things, that was fine for certain people, but it didn't bring me the true joy that I needed. And that can only come from Jesus Christ. And so that's when I gave my life to Christ. And when I did that, things started to change. Things really did start to change. Now, I have your challenges, but I, I understood how to deal with those challenges, that I had someone that I could give those battles to. And I didn't know that before. And so I, I, I just saw everything starting to just take a turn 
uh, within itself. And I was just uh, just ecstatic. And I was thinking, my goodness, had I known this a long time ago, I could have done this a while back. You know, and then something else happened. I got diagnosed with breast cancer right at the high point. And I got diagnosed with breast cancer. And I thought this can't be happening to me now. I I'm just starting to enjoy life. But that was just a test of faith. That was just a test of faith. And, and I was so glad that I was in the word. I was studying the word of God because that helped me along the way. And I understood that what I was going through was something that I was going to be able to come back later and help a whole lot of other women with later. So I went through it having that faith, but also deepening my relationship with Jesus Christ and understanding who I was even more as a child of God. And so having come out of that, it just put me in a position to be able to help women who were going through what I had gone through, but also to really, really stress to, to just not just women, but to people in general, how important it is to have that relationship with Jesus Christ. That's first and foremost, because when you have that, there are, no matter what the storm is, you're going to be able to get through that storm because of his strength, because of his power, because of his guidance. But if you don't have that and you're trying to do it on your own, it doesn't matter what you try to do. It's always going to come tumbling down because your foundation is not solid. So I was able to share that, speak about faith, how important it is to have it. So having gone through that, it just put me in a position to be used even more by God. So I, 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 I'm probably going to say this several times, but I cannot stress the importance of having that relationship with Jesus Christ. That was the best thing I could have ever done in my life. I'm telling you. <laughs> I love this so much. This speaks to so many different levels of my current journey that I am on. Wow. I, I grew up in a Christian household and by the age of 11, I had to start working on the weekends just to support, you know, buying clothes and stuff for, for myself, just because things were not good at home. I had parents who were working full-time, but were also alcoholics. So it was, it was just a hot mess where I was. Yeah. And so because of that, and also because of the church tracking my tithing, I, you know, I felt so much shame around it because what I was able to give was so little and they would send a monthly tally to my mom of what we had tithed to the church. And my mom just reamed my sister and I out. She was like, why would you even, why would you even donate that? Like, that's despicable. Like you should be ashamed of yourself. And you know, that was her own issues, her own self-confidence that was speaking at that point and any trauma that she had around that. And I, I just remember at that point, I just sort of felt like I didn't fit in. And, you know, there were so many other families, so many other cliques clicks and I'm putting air quotes there because that is what a lot of people find in church a lot of youth especially you know you go to a youth group and you don't fit in because you're not the pretty girl you're not the rich girl or you're not the skinny girl or or whatever whatever the stigma or stereotype is you're not that so you don't fit and again it goes back to creating a society and a culture that accepts us for who we are for our uniqueness rather than trying to mold us and shape us into just one binary creature like that I'm just not, I'm not okay with that like the, that is that is a sickness in itself but I just think it's so interesting because I ran away I ran away from the church and I realized that I was deceived I wasn't I realized that I was deceived because I wasn't there for the people I was there for the wrong reason 
I was there to praise Jesus and praise God. I was not there to make friends and have friends and hang out and have chat time, you know, and eat cookies and drink tea at the end of the service. Like that was not what the church service was about. Yeah. It was about me connecting with God. And I had no idea because that wasn't taught. It wasn't taught to me. Mm. And so I stepped away from my faith. And then it's just been in the last, since October of last year, September, October of last year, where I've really started to open myself back up to wow. having a relationship with God. And 22 years is a long time <laughs> not to have a relationship with God. And it's, it's not like I didn't believe in him. I just, there were so many things going on in my life. And I ended up becoming deceived about things. I ended up looking, you know, falling into the new age movement, which was like yeah. a whole ball of wax because as, as a society, we're conditioned to have that instant gratification. Mm -hmm. We want instant yeah. satisfaction, instant gratification, but it always left me hungry. Much like yourself. I had a house, I had a vehicle, I had a motorcycle, I had friends, I had all of this stuff. And I was like, I just felt so miserable. And I was I was not a nice person. I was, not, I was not a nice person. My mom was close to passing from breast cancer as well. Totally relate to you on that. And it was, it was a test of my faith. I didn't know it at the time. And, you know, I think, I think to myself how God showed up for me that year that my mom passed away. It was my first Christmas having my first Christmas with my family without my mom. And I had just gotten laid off for my second job. So I, I didn't have a job at that point. I, I was interviewing for another job, hoping to find something to just be able to pay my bills. Because yeah. now I have this massive debt load with a house that I bought by myself and a pickup truck and all of this other stuff, which yeah. you know, it's just stuff at the end of the day. And uh, I was driving home in the middle of a snowstorm. And I thought to myself, oh, I should probably put my pickup truck in four by four. Just mm -hmm. as I went to do that, I'm driving on a single lane highway. My truck hit a, a patch of black ice. The back end started to fishtail. I spun out into oncoming traffic, two semis, one behind the oh, other. Wow. And I remember looking out my driver's side window to my left, and I was in dead center alignment for the middle of that semi's grill. Wow. And I just, all I thought to myself was, well, if this is where I die, this is where I die. And my truck had stopped. Like it, it was not still spinning. Mm -hmm. It was not moving. Mm -hmm. Whoa, this massive, I don't even know what it was, shoved my truck forward. And the semi just clipped the back end of my truck, which then again spun me around. And the nose of my pickup truck danced with the second semi that was behind it. Oh, and I, wow. I managed to get off the road after that. I, no other traffic, thank goodness. I had no cell phone reception, but I didn't know if I should cry or crap myself. I'm like, what? I'm just going to cry because it's easier to clean up. You know, there was no cell reception. And yeah. oh my God, there's no way it could have been anything or anyone else. Mm. Mm. Yeah. To like to literally see it and be like, okay, I guess I'm dying here. Like, I guess this is where it all ends. And just to, to feel it. And I'm not kidding you. When it shoved me forward, like I went forward with it. I was like, I don't know wow. what that was, but thank you. And, yeah. you know, th that sort of stemmed things for me because I had already said to my sister, hey, you know, I'm kind of thinking I, I kind of have this like calling to go back to church. Like, I just feel like I want to go back to church. And she was like, oh, no, you don't want to do that. Remember what it was like, like, just take a yoga class or something. You'll be fine. Yeah. And so I, I just sort of, you know, got talked out of it again. I was deceived. Mm -hmm. so I spent a few years going through the new age movement collecting things buying crystals and all of this stuff getting really sucked into that materialistic 
deceptive nonsense. And then I realized, I was like, oh my gosh, like there's just something not right here. About a month ago, Mm -hmm. we started going through deliverance. We had some friends over, they prayed over us and the friend said, he's like, I have never felt the holy fire of God like that. Like, what is going on for you? And I was like, I don't know, but there's something inside of me that's shaking right now. And boom, the whole night in deliverance. Like, hallelujah, thank you. I did not know how deceived I was. And it's so amazing because everything had shifted. I wasn't able to connect with my messaging or with my clients. And I just felt like I said to God, I'm like, what do you want me to do? Like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And he like stripped things away from me and then showed yeah. me. And I was like, whoa. So your share about how listening to the Holy Spirit and being obedient <laughs> is so important <laughs> because if you yeah. don't, the repercussions are not kind. Yeah. 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 Judgment is harsh. Yeah. <laughs> really harsh. But I will say that is a part of my journey is finding my freedom in Christ right now, which I, I really love that you were able to find that because it gives me that inspiration to keep keep pursuing that and I'm curious yeah. like can you speak a little bit about how that has changed your confidence how that has changed your self-esteem and like how that has shifted you from feeling unworthy to worthy mm-hmm. well first I'll say uh um, well I'm truly blessed in so many ways but I am really blessed because I became a member of a church that is very supportive I I attend Concord Missionary Baptist Church here in Camden, Arkansas, and my pastor and his wife are both amazing. And, you know, I listened to you about the tithing part and and how, you know, it, you know, it brought a little shame to you when they showed it and so forth. And I'm so glad that we don't have to encounter that because, you know, it's not how much you give, it's how you give. If it is from the heart when you give, then you're doing what you need to do, uh, whether that's $5, $100, et cetera. We're not all going to give the same amount. We don't all make the same amount. You know, just to, to hear that, that was really, I don't know, it just kind of done something to me on the inside to hear they're doing, you know, that happened. I'm blessed in so many ways to be in a church that is really supportive and where my pastor just doesn't get up and preach, he teach. And it is him encouraging us to open your Bible, read the word of God and know it for yourself. Don't just listen to me because I said it. I could say anything. I want you to know for yourself. That was the beginning of my journey. So I didn't become a member of a church where someone gets up and just give a motivational speech for 20 minutes and then you leave out and you still don't have what you need mm-hmm. to get through what you're going to face in the day. No, his thing was you need to learn the word of God for yourself. And so that's what I did. I went out and bought some loose leaf paper (laughs) Mm -hmm. and bought a pack of pens. And I started going through memorizing verses, um, a different one each week, but not just memorizing, truly understanding what that verse meant. And after I fully understood what it meant, then I came back and I, I analyzed it and said, now, how can I take this and apply it to my life? Because what good is it for me to know the verse from memory? What good is it for me to understand it, but then don't do it? It serves no purpose. So that's where I started my journey. And it's just continued from there. Now, I will tell you, um, I do pray for discernment a lot. Because Mm -hmm. there are so many people that speak the word of God, 
but then they couldn't be further from him. And so I want to make sure that I am able to recognize those people so I can keep my distance <laughs> from those people. You know, so I, I do pray for discernment a lot because I know there are a lot of people that are speaking certain things and, and some of what they're speaking isn't even in line with the Bible. It's just them putting their own twist uh, on it. But I, I, I like to make sure that I'm continuing to study, that I am spending time with God each day, that I start my day off like that. And that's how I end, end my day because you can go to church every single Sunday. You can go to Bible study every Wednesday, Thursday, whatever night you have it. But if you don't take time outside of those days and spend time with God on your own, you're not going to have the type of relationship with him that you need to have. I don't care about you going every Sunday. You can't get what you need in the time you spend at church on that Sunday. So it's an individual journey for each and every one of us. You know, your journey is not going to look like mine and vice versa. And what we don't want to do is get caught up in comparing our journey with someone else's. Well, they're this far and I'm back here. Well, maybe you're not supposed to be up there yet. When your time comes, then you'll get to where you need to be. So we just have to learn to be comfortable with where we are as long as we're putting in that time and we're putting in that effort to get to know God better. And when I say get to know him, I mean actually living out his word, you know, not just talking about it, but actually living out his word. Then we'll continue to move forward uh, on the journey that he has for us because he has planned for your life. He has a plan for my life, you know, so it's, it's, it's not going to be the same. It's, it's going to be different. I, I didn't, I tell you, and you're going to laugh at me when I tell you this, but the day that I joined the church that I'm at now, I didn't plan on joining. When I got up that Sunday to go, my mother was a member there. She was a member there for uh, several years before I ever joined. And they were actually eating dinner that day. So I said, hey, I'll just go and eat. <laughs> yes <laughs> fellowship for me <laughs> yeah that was the plan so I got up that morning that Sunday morning to get dressed to go to that church uh with the, the you know I was just I said hey I'm just going to eat you know I'm going to go hang out see my mom because she keeps bugging me about coming to church but it is amazing how you get up thinking you're doing one thing when the Holy Spirit has everything already planned out oh yeah <laughs> so oh, I got yeah. <laughs> I got there, heard the message, and had no intentions of joining, but it was the Holy Spirit that moved me, and I got up, and I joined that day, and I've been there ever since, and you know what? I went there to eat, didn't even eat that day. I was so full of the Holy Spirit that I was no longer even hungry. I just said, you know what? I came here for one thing, and I got something a whole lot better than, than what I, I came here for, but you're going to have to, you know, and I say this to all women, to go from having no self esteem or, or, or lacking self-esteem and lacking self-confidence uh, to, to move from that area is going to take you getting to know who you are. You know, and I've said that before. When I opened up the word of God and I saw how much he loved me, you know, and I thought about the times that I was told that you're not worthy to be loved. And then here I am seeing how someone gave his life for me someone who's a sinner, someone who's, who's, who's not worthy, who does not deserve it, but he loves me so much that he sent his son to die for me. And so, you know, seeing that changes my perspective of my worthiness. You know, knowing that I am uh, 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 the daughter of a king changes my yes. perspective. You know, Hallelujah. and then seeing how, you know, he tells me that even in my weakness, 
His strength is made perfect. So even when I'm lacking, I know that he's going to give it to me. So now when um, I'm going through something or, you know, someone is, is, is speaking negative towards me or about me, I can come right back with the word of God and say, hold on, that's not what my father said about me. You know, he, he says that I'm, I'm more, that I'm marvelous, you know, so now it just changes because I know better. I didn't know better then, but I do now. And so although I may be nervous when, you know, stepping out into something new uh, because I've never experienced it before, I always pray. I always pray. It doesn't matter what it is. And I know what I, I'm lacking. I know that um, I get really nervous. Um, I know that depending on what it is, for some reason, people think when they come to hear me speak that I'm a good speaker when they really don't know I'm not a good speaker. That's just the Lord speaking through me. But you know, you, you know you're, like, no, you're a good speaker. No, I'm not. Trust me. But now I know that he will empower me. Everything that I need to do, what he's called me to do, he's going to give it to me. So when I stand and I do get ready to speak, all the nervousness that I may have had, it goes away. So I'm just, I feel confident because I know that whatever I'm facing, God is going to give me what I need to get through it. Whether that's strength, whether that's direction, whether that's comfort, whether that, that's guidance. I know that he's going to put the right people around me that I need to give me that encouragement when I'm feeling discouraged. And there are times that I do feel discouraged, but then someone comes right along and, and gives me a word that lifts me right back up. So that's where my confidence comes from. That's where my increase in self-esteem comes from, all from the word of God, all from the word of God and truly believing what he says in his word. And so when I see that, I'm just consistently reminded of how much he loves me, how much I'm worth to him. And then I make sure that I show that in my life. So now what you see is really how I feel. It's not fake, it was before, but now it's, 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 it's real. And I, I wasn't there at a certain point in my life. So it feels good to be there now. <laughs> wow. Thank you for sharing that. I think in Ephesians 6, it talks about the sword, which is the word of God, when you're talking about putting on the whole armor of God. Uh -huh. And I just understood that a couple of days ago. I was like, yeah. oh sword is a symbol for like cutting through the deceit cutting to the chase <laughs> cutting to the truth and I think it's really powerful to think of it that way that the word of yeah. God is literally the, it is literally the truth and it's mm -hmm. you know I, I had a friend a long time ago and she said to me there's no other book that you need to learn from Rochelle you just need a bible wow and I was like wow get it you know I was wow. trying I, I I was trying and I I wanted to understand but I I just couldn't understand and I think it's also really interesting that you paralleled that with you know wanting to go to the service because you wanted to eat well I mean I think that that is a beautiful a beautiful entry point and again it's the Holy Spirit working because I had an eating disorder for years after this whole bodybuilding thing like I like I had a serious eating disorder and when I started trying to build a relationship with God my eating disorder dissolved because I wow. wasn't hungry for food I was deceived by food much like Eve was you know I was tempted <laughs> by, by the flesh you know yeah. by the serpent and the flesh to to constantly eat but I, I'm actually in the middle of a seven day fast. I'm on day five right now. And I feel so amazing. My cognitive wow. function is incredible, but I just thought it was so interesting how the word of God and surrounding myself with 
community of like-minded Christians mm-hmm. filled my soul to the point where I didn't want anything. Yeah. There was no want. Yeah. I was like, yeah. if that's not the Holy Spirit, if that's not that's God's handiwork, what <laughs> is that? Because for, for something that literally controlled a huge sanction of my life to be uprooted and, and removed, I was like, there is only one, one yeah. possibility that that could That's be. It. <laughs> you know? And I think that that is so amazing. So I like that. Yeah, I, I would love to hear more about your journey and more about how you love to empower women and how does teaching from the Bible, how does working with the Holy Spirit really empower you to work with women on this? On this mm-hmm. First, I, I, I um, want to say that in order to be truly effective, you're going to have to be true to yourself. And when you're first coming into, whether that's a new profession, new organization, whatever the case may be, there are so many norms that are set. And a lot of times they, they want you to come in and they have these expectations as to what you should be doing and how you should be doing it. Already, I know, even with me entering this profession of being a life coach, that yes, I will be respectful to the norms, but I don't serve man, I serve God. And so however he leads me to do whatever it is he wants me to do, that is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to remain true to Jamie, but I'm going to make sure that I am serving the Lord. And I already know that that's going to cause some shakeups because I've already had that already. Oh, but that's okay. Yes, but that is, that is okay. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Now, as far as, following the Holy Spirit and, and, and how he empowers me to do what it is that I do. To be honest with you, when you know I, I first understood and realized that this was, was the journey the Lord was taking me on, I, I said, Lord, are, are, are you sure? Am I supposed to be telling someone else that they're supposed to do this? And I, you know, I, I just stay where I am because this just didn't fit into my plan. But you, know, you have to go back and regroup and know that whatever he assigns you to do, whatever he calls you to do, that you are already equipped for it. So once I got my focus back to where it needed to be, I realized and I, and I understood that. Now, with women, you know, speaking to the different women that I speak with, you can't ever make anyone do anything, but you can always put it out there for them to have it at their disposal and to, and to utilize. But I think more than anything is that they feed off me. You know, a lot of people, you can say a lot of good words, but people can pick up when you're genuine and when you're fake. They really can. And so the reason I think me being able to, to touch and reach so many women is because they, they see and they understand that she's real. You know, she's going to be, you know, who she's going to be, regardless of what everybody else is saying. And yes, I, I know some of the things I say and do is probably just off the grid. They're thinking something got to be wrong with her. She cannot be wrapped completely tight. But at the same time, it's just me being me. It's just me being me, allowing the Holy Spirit to, to use me. But I, I, I love that when I get in those, those communities and, and I'm amongst those women, um, that the Holy Spirit uses me to the fullest. But you know you have to be a willing vessel in order for the Holy Spirit to be able to use you. And with that, it touches other women. Now, uh, of course, I want to encourage them and empower them in, in their journeys of, you know, uh, uh, increasing their confidence, their self-esteem. But if you don't have that right foundation, all that progress you've made, 
you'll find it dwindling away. It'll go away. So I, I, I really stress the importance of having the word of God as their foundation, you know, because if you have it as your foundation, no matter how rough that storm is, how much you may shake, how hard the wind blows, how hard the rain comes down, it's not going to be able to knock you off. Okay. You, you're going to be able to withstand whatever it is that you're going through. And I'm telling you, it's just been, I think about where I was and where I am now. And it's like, I'm a completely different person. And if you were to speak to some people who have known me for a long time, they'd tell you, Damon, a little different. Um, I, I've, I've grown a lot. It is just amazing how, and you, I mean, you've already talked about it yourself, just listening to you. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, she, she's having an amazing journey, amazing journey. But it is amazing how the Holy Spirit can take you from out of that dark place and then lift you up on top of the, of the mountain, you know? And so you're, you, the things that you used to do and think and say, you no longer do it. And even without you trying, you are affecting other women. They see you, they, they know it's something about you. They can't pinpoint, but they want what it is that you have. And that's the Holy Spirit. That's what they're seeing. They don't realize it. They don't understand it, but that's what they're seeing. And so they're drawn to you. And then when you get up and you share your story, when you get up and you talk about where you were and they're thinking, she, she go through the same thing I went through? I thought she was different. No, that's where I was, baby. But this is where the Lord has brought me. And that starts to motivate them. That starts to encourage them. That starts to empower them. And, and it's just me sharing with them, this is what I did. Now, this was my journey. Yours may be a little bit different, but I'm going to share with you what I did. And it just starts to empower them. And they want a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. But even with that, more than anything, it is having that community of women who are positive, who are encouraging, who are uplifting, who they don't mind sharing their stories. They're, I mean, they're just completely open. They'll tell you, this is what I'm going through. And they do not have to worry about being judged, being talked about, being mistreated, you know, being called out of their names. So it's just a positive environment for them to be able to be free, to be free, to get the help they need to be pointed in the direction in which they need to go. To me, that's probably one of the, the major things because a lot of women don't talk, won't share, because of what be said in response to them sharing what they're going through. But when you build that community that's positive, that's, that's safe for them to share what it is they're going through and to know that all of these women are gonna be right there supporting you while you go through what you go through, that changes your whole outlook, your whole perspective. I mean, it just, it just makes it a lot easier for that person to go through what it is they're going through. And again, that's us having to, to be there for, for each other. We, we really, really do. Mm -hmm. Can you expand a little bit more on the power of association? Because I feel like that is a really critical piece. And I feel like you're, you're explaining it. And I just want to expand on it a little bit further, the power of being in a group of like-minded individuals, that association. Tell yes. me about that. Yes. Well, you know, there are a lot of people who believe that you can just go through everything on your own. And for some people that may work, if you really look at all the things that are taking place within our society, within our world, everybody needs somebody. I don't care who you are, how strong you think you are, there's going to be something that comes up in your life that's going to knock you down and you're going to need someone there for you. As I said earlier, women can be notorious for 
tearing each other apart. You know, we can we can really do that if you give us the chance to do it. Mm-hmm. But what I <laughs> what what I am stressing and 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 what I like to put out there is that we don't have to do that. There is more than enough room at the top for all of us. And so when you are in a community of like-minded uh, women, uh, like-minded Christian women, everybody wants the best for everybody that's within that organization. So if I come in and I'm feeling down, it's okay to cry with 30 or 40 other women. And nobody's going to be negative. Nobody's going to talk about me. Instead, we're going to go into prayer. Instead, we're going to ask, what can I do to help you get through what it is that you're going through? Instead, once we leave that group, you know you're getting ready to get a text message or email message from somebody to check on you to make sure that you are okay. So it is just having that support that so many women don't have. It's having an outlet to share your feelings, your emotions, especially for the mother that's staying at home where she hardly ever gets to go out and talk to anyone because she's you know, people think stay-at-home mothers don't do anything. They work really hard. Mm-hmm. So now she has this outlet where she can share things that she's going through. So to have that that support, to be in that group, to be amongst women uh, that are encouraging and supportive, you know, that that does wonders for a lot a lot of different women. You know, nowadays we just we just don't get it. And so I always tell them whenever we leave it out of a booster, whatever the case, you know, when you get to the top and you're going to get there. I don't want you to look back or look down on your other sisters. Instead, I want to see your arm going back to pull them up to where you are. So somebody helped you get to where you are. Now it's your time to bring somebody along with you. And if we do that, if we continue to do that, before you know it, we'll all be sitting at the top, okay? But we can't get there and then not be willing to help someone else. That's what we're not going to do, okay? Mm-hmm. So when we get there, we have to be willing to be supportive and encouraging and bring another sister uh, along with us on our journey. Oh, I'm a firm believer. I am firmly rooted in that belief that yeah. it is what we are meant to do, like extend our hand to pull someone up because someone has done that for us. Why oh, not pay it forward? Why not give that back to the people who mm-hmm. are around you? everyone needs someone. I love that you touched on that because that is so true. The power of community, the power of connection is critical in our ability to function day to day and in society. So I, my heart is just so full from this. (laughs) I just want to say thank you from my heart for, for sharing all of this beauty and wisdom and intelligence and, and conversation with me. And I would love to close Jamie with you sharing some final words of wisdom with our listeners and our viewers. Yes, well, first I wanna thank you for having me on. This has really been the highlight of my day. I, I'm just, I mean, I have loved every minute of it. <laughs> so thank you for that. I truly, truly appreciate it. Just to leave words of advice with your listeners, I wanna say above all, seek the Lord. Above all, seek the Lord. And if you put the Lord first, and all that you do, everything else will fall into place. And I don't think there's a a better way to say that. If he is first and foremost in your life, everything else will fall into place. Doors will start to open that were once closed. In fact, you're going to find yourself having to decide, is it this one I should go through, this one or this one? It just starts to open up. The opportunities start to come. So above all, 
seek the Lord, put him first and everything else will fall into place. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that, Jamie. And how can people reach out to you? How can they connect with you? Um, well, you can go to my website, gagelifecoaching.com. Um, but also, I'm also on Facebook, uh, Jamie Johnson Coaching. So you can find me there as well. And if you want to call, which I love to get on the phone and talk with women, I'm telling you, you probably already figured the talking part out. <laughs> I love it. But you can also call. 870-819-4811. So just any one of those ways is, is, is fine to, to contact me. And, that, and I'm always willing and ready to, to, to talk and help in any way that I can. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you again for, for sharing with our listeners and our viewers. And I just want you to know how much I appreciate your time. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in. Please don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you.